Somewhere, somehow we're missing it, and we have to just go before the Lord and have him speak to our hearts so we can harmonize with the word of God because it's all about being in harmony with him, with his word. Because he speaks to us through his word. If you don't know God, get into his word, and you will find out who he is because he reveals himself in and through his word. Glory be to God. So, with that being said, for so long, we have, men have had an enemy, men have fought against their children, their spouses, that, I mean, it's like everything has come against man, you know, it seems like. We understand the fall, we're not going back to the fall. But what I'm saying is, we have an enemy. All of us have an enemy. But in the prior teachings, I think we understood that it's not, the, it's not a person. The Bible tells us our struggle is with flesh and blood. But there's a spiritual force. And even today, there's a spiritual force that wants to bring down, to wants to attack the man and to get the man out of his rightful position. And what has happened is we have come against men so not, not knowing, in ignorance. We have come against, you know, our husbands, we've come against our fathers, we've just made this stand, and when we, you know, we, we, we fought against the authority that God has given them. Because think about it, in the scriptures he says, he gave them dominion. You have dominion. But yet, we're going to try to fight against that because we want our way. But when we, get the, when we understand who Christ is in our life, it's no longer our way that we want. What it becomes is wanting our our desires become his desires. We don't, you know, we don't have an opinion. We don't. We, everything is is dependent upon him. You know, Father, what do you want for my life? Father, you know, where, what do you want me to do concerning this and concerning that? Our reliance is on him because he's all known. But we don't know what to. Under the, I guess there's a saying: when you don't know what to do, don't do anything. Wait to hear from the Lord, especially when it's something like big that's going to be, that's like, that's critical. Depend on the Lord. Wait to hear an answer from him because he is all-knowing. He is completely all-knowing. And so here we are. We're going to start. We're going to start with first, we're going to first Peter chapter 3 is where we're going to start. And we're going to read verses 6 and 7. First Peter 3, we're going to read verses 6 and 7. Glory be to God. Men. We're, we're saying, we, you know, we love our men. We love our men. And we're learning because a lot of things we did. We did in ignorance. We did not knowing. We didn't know to go to the word of God for direction. What we did, we looked at other people, and he didn't tell us to do that. To, you know, to base our lives on other people Everything is based on the word of God, on the word of God. So first Peter, I'm going to say first Peter chapter three, we're going to read six and seven. And it reads, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. That's a small L, not Lord, as in our Lord. But Lord, she understood his position. She understood the authority. She understood him as her husband. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, with their wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. It is so awesome when you have a husband and wife. The Bible tells us right here, in the latter part of this scripture, when you agree, when you agree, then there's no hindrance to what you're praying for. And the scripture tells us as well, when the scripture says the two or three will agree, because the Lord knew how difficult it is to get people to agree. So he's like, okay, if two of you will agree, that's amazing. If, you, if two of you will simply agree, because you can get a husband and wife, and He's saying it this way, she's saying it that way, and they may be praying together, but are they in agreement? Are they truly in agreement? Are their hearts connected? 
And then when nothing happens, I'm not saying this for you guys to look back and say, oh, that's why that didn't happen because you really weren't in agreement with me. No, that's not why I'm saying that. What I'm saying that is going forward, when you're praying about anything, when you go to the Word of God, and then the Word of God says that, we're, that you're praying for your spouse, the Word of God says that you're healed. Let's agree together on that. Let's agree together. When you get the scriptures for your children, the seed of the righteous is delivered. Let's agree together on that. Let's agree on the Word of God. Let's not be in, let's, let's not, 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 a, not a mind, but a heart. We agree in our heart. It's beyond the mind. We agree in our heart. And it says, likewise as husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. It's the knowledge of who you are. And that's what this, this message is all about. It's about our fathers understanding who they are in Christ Jesus. Understanding God trusted you so much that he made you in his image. And he had so many, he had, in, your, in his mind, he had so, he had so many plans for you. He had like the, the thoughts in his heart and his mind that he had for you. The person that he wanted you to be. There was so many, he wanted you to dwell with the wife and knowledge. The knowledge of who he is. You have to know who he is to know who you are because you're in him. All right? Give an honor to the wife as into the weaker vessel. You understand that when, when we're talking about physically, we're not talking about spiritually here because we're all giants in Christ Jesus. We're talking about as being a weaker vessel and as heirs together of the grace of life. So all of this comes into play because you know who you are. You know who you are in Christ Jesus. You're honoring the wife that God has given you. And you understand even though she's the weaker vessel, you understand that you're both heirs together. Spiritually, you are together in the grace of life. So, with all of this being in place, because everything with God, there's a harmony, there's a, there's a pattern. I mean, think about it, from creation. When he put, nothing's changed from what he made in creation. He never had to go back and do nothing. He, never, he has not come back and added any more oceans or added any more sky or added any. He hasn't done that. He, he, when he created, it was done. And so, when I'm saying that, to say this, when we know who he is and we're united in him, we've come together in him, we find our fullness in him, how can those prayers be hindered? How could those prayers not come to me? Because of our, because of where we are spiritually, because we are joined and are joined spiritually together. And he says, um, he says, finally, of one mind, have compassion one of another, love his brethren, and be courteous. But in this union, as you know your wife, as you reverence your wife, that brings you together. That brings you together in that oneness. Amen. That oneness. And this is something that only, only God can do. But keep in mind, keep in mind, if there's a hindrance, if there's that hindrance that might come, because God, he only unites, he doesn't divide. He, he only, he only knows oneness. Because any division is not him. That's not who he is. Glory be to God. So let's go over to Mark. Mark 10. Glory be to God. God is good. God is so good. Glory, uh, glory be to Mark 10. We're going to go to verses 40. We're going to start at 42. Let me read 42 through 45. Mark 10, 42 through 45. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. But as Jesus called, um, but Jesus called them to him and said unto them, You know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. Jesus is talking about authority. He's talking about you know how authority works, you know, one over the other. 
But verse 43, but so shall it not be among you. For whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. This is how authority, look at Jesus. What was I reading? Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. But even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life a ransom for many. Jesus, having all authority, Jesus knowing who he was, knowing what he was going to do, he came to minister, not to be ministered to. It's those of us. When you can be in a position of authority, but still be the most humble person in the room. When you can be in that position, when people just want to be in your presence, they, want, they really want to minister to you because of the position that you have. They want to be, they want to flock around you because of the position that you have. But in that, but you're humble. You don't even acknowledge that because you want to give. Because that's because having your father, our father's heart, is about giving. It's about ministering. So you want to give. That's the same heart that we have, that um, that the men, the husband. You give to your family. Right. You give to the family. Right. Because of that foundation that we talked about in the past, when a foundation, like if you look like any building, we line a building depending on the height of the building, then the deeper the foundation needs to be. Because when you build that building, you come into, when they do their plans and all that stuff they do behind the scenes, because we only see the building, we don't even see the foundation, we only see the building. But in so doing, they count, or they play into the, everything that's going into that building. They know everything that's going into that building. Because that foundation has to keep it up. That foundation, all the weight, that foundation has to carry. So they know what's going to be there. So our husbands, they're carrying, because of Christ Jesus, there's nothing that can come against that foundation because that husband, he knows who he is, he knows who Christ is in his life. So the weight that would come, he holds it up. He takes it before the Lord. He doesn't bow down. Because he understands that he has an enemy. He understands. And I'm telling you, that's why there have been so many families that are no longer together because things came against the family and the husband didn't know who he was. He didn't know his position, that he could fight that enemy, not physically fight, we understand that, but there was a spiritual battle, and that battle was to be won spiritually, so he could carry that. So he could keep his family protected and keep his family together. Because that's what the Lord would have. Amen. But in that comes being able to minister. Because when you're able to minister, guess what? When you're ministering, guess what that does? It gets your eyes off of yourself. It gets the focus off of yourself. Because so many times what happens is, is woe is me. We get in situations because it's woe is me. Look what's happening to me. Look what they did to me. Look what they did to Jesus. My word. And he, and he, didn't, he didn't say a word. Because he knew who he was. So when things come against us, we know who Jesus is yes. in us. I'm telling Amen. you. But it has to be, it all starts with knowing the reality of Christ being in you. And alive in you. It starts with that reality. So, you know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise worship over them. And their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest, the highest, shall be servant unto all. 
But even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Thank you, Jesus. That's what love does. Love ministers. Love gives. Love doesn't put itself first. Love puts others first. That's what love does. So if it's about you, I'm telling you that. If it's about you, you need to check yourself. You truly need to check yourself. Because we know that we're loved. If nobody else on this, nobody else loves us, we know that Jesus loves us. We know that our Heavenly Father loves us. There's no greater love. The Bible tells us there's no greater love. So what does it matter that you don't love me? I mean, it doesn't affect me that you don't love me. I know you love me now. It doesn't matter. But, you know, you know, you know that you're loved. And you're loved by love. God is love. So we're loved by love. There's nothing greater than that. There's no love greater than that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, please. He is so good. Man, I'm telling you, if we would get you know, I mean, there's been so much. Because, because I'm going back to what I said earlier, because this is, we live in the natural too much, truthfully. And we shouldn't, but sad to say we do. We live in the natural too much. But we should live out of our inner man. Because so, you know, so many of us, we get real spiritual on Sundays and, and Wednesdays. We get you know, real spiritual. We'll get up and we'll play our music and put a message on or whatever, you know, to get, to get in the mood, you know, prepare ourselves, I guess you might say. But don't you know that every day we need to prepare ourselves for that day? Amen. Every day. There is evil in every day that's going to come against you, and if you're not ready, there are going to be days that's going to win. Truthfully, so every day. So this isn't a this isn't a, 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 a specific day life that we're talking about. This is every day. This is Christ living in and through us every day. That's why the Scripture tells us to uh, to pray to pray without ceasing. And the Scripture tells us um, to be ready in season and out of season. The Scripture tells us that because when things come, when we come, when we're confronted. With, with people, with issues, but we're confronted because we haven't, because it's not Sunday, we're like, oh, wow. So we gotta like, stir up some stuff. You know, because, no, we're always ready. This is a, this is a lifestyle. This is a complete lifestyle. And because that's, a, as I said, it's, it's about becoming aware of who Christ is in us. Because the scripture says again that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. So if he's not going to leave us, why do we think that we live our life our way all week and then on Sunday, okay, now today's your day. Come on. I mean, who does that make sense? We, have, we need to be so spiritually minded, not not calmly minded or having a sin consciousness, but a righteousness consciousness. Righteousness because we are righteous in Christ Jesus. But we have to be so aware of that, that that's, that's who we are. So once we as, and I'm, I'm, I'm stressing men who've been talking about men, because men are so instrumental in the family. They are so, and we fought against that for so long. So many men have lost their way because there wasn't a man there. And men are so, so instrumental. Your son needs you. Your daughter needs you. God knows your wife needs you. We need that, we need that coloring. We need that strength. We, there are some strong women. I understand that. There are some strong women. I'm not taking anything from anybody. But there's something, as I said a few weeks ago, there's something about a father's love. There's something about your father. Your mom can, can, can she can um, compliment you and you know, build you up and 
And it's good. She should. But when your father, when your father is is is, is building you up and, and and telling you about the great man that you're becoming, and when your father is doing that, there's something about it. There is something about the father's love. And I say that because I believe that's what that's how the Lord the Lord intended it. So let's go to um where did I take it off? Yes, yes, thank you. Ephesians 5, and we're going to start at chapter 22. 522, yes, thank you. 522, that's where we're going to start. Glory be to God. Phew. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husband as unto the Lord. And these are the women... These are women who are believers. Because it says unto the Lord. So as you're submitting yourself unto your husband, as you would submit yourself unto the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Okay. The husband is head. Don't get mad at what the word says. The husband is head of the wife. I think we're going to get some clarity on that. It doesn't say he's the head of the house. It says he's the head of the wife. The scripture tells us that when it says, um, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So that all of those, and this is a this is the Father is saying, in God's order I'm talking about. As my house, those who come under my covering, those whom I'm responsible for, teaching them the word of God, living the word of God before them, letting the word of God be priority in my life. And they'll seek and it's priority in their life. So even, even as they grow, they will be saying, the God of my father. It's so awesome in the old covenant when the when the, the we just uh, brothers would say, the God of, the God of. So that we as we live this life and those who know us and those who can relate to us, they will say, they'll see us. But in seeing us, they'll think of God. Because our life exemplifies God first. God first. So, for the husband is head of the wife. So let's forget about, I'm head of this house. So what does that mean? Honestly, I mean, if you think about it, what does it mean? You're the head of the house. Does that even, how does that even glorify God in any way? I'm head of this house. It makes you know, it's like it's trying to like you're trying to puff yourself up to be something. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. It takes it off of you. I mean it makes he flesh and that, but you're gonna serve God. So you're putting it on to, on God. You're focusing God. So the husband is the head of the wife. Now the husband is the head of the wife because earlier he loves the wife. He's taught, he's teaching the wife the word. He's teaching her the word. He knows her as the, through the scriptures, as a man of God and as a woman of God. But the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. So as Christ is the head of the church, and Christ showed his love for the church and given himself for the church. So we, the husband, will show his love for his wife and laying down his life for his wife. But if you don't, if you can't love your wife above loving yourself, because Christ loved the church above himself, that's how he laid his life down for it. So can you love your wife more than you love yourself is the question. In order to love her even the way Christ loved the church. And he gave himself. He gave himself for the church. Can you give yourself? Therefore, 24, therefore, as the church 
is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So as the so that submitting comes back in. You submit yourself. You submit yourself unto your husband. As you've also submitted yourself unto the Lord. And he's committed, he's given himself for the church. And verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Love your wife. You know, I got one thing I was thinking. It's like the, you know, I thought, you know, people will be, people will be, and then the, the female, a male and a female they meet, they spend time together, and, and she feels like, you know, she'll say, you know, I'm falling in love with him, I'm falling in love with him. But you know what? The scriptures, we saw it here for this is as we keep reading. The wife, the female, would avoid so much hurt and pain, so much hurt and pain, if he, the male, would love her first. She would avoid so much, but she meets him, and he, who he is, and she just falls for him. And then he wonders, well, why? Because he doesn't love her. She's like, well, what did I do? You know, and, and wow. it's like, he, women, wait, wait, let him love you first. Good word, Pastor. The scripture says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for them, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. As, let's keep reading, then we'll go back. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And then, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. Love, if you love, love your wife. Love your wife above yourself. And that can be hard to do, especially, especially when there is pride. It's hard to love somebody else that, that way. It's only, this love we're talking about is only found in the love of God. We can't do it in and of ourselves. It's only in the love of God. And when you love the Lord this way, and you and you have his word, and when his, and I'm raising my hand. When you start acting crazy, like me, I can act crazy. When you start acting crazy, and he gives you the word, you know the word will check you. I mean, if he, 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 if he gives you the word, what the Bible says, what can you do but submit? <laughs> what do you do but submit? Because he's giving you the word, so you're submitting to that word that's coming out of his mouth, and he's, like, he's, he's, cleansing you with the word. He's watching over you with the word. He's keeping the enemy from attacking you with the word. Glory be to God. So let's, that's, he says it again, right? He says in 21, I mean 25, love your wives. Then he says in 28, so are men to love your wives. Let's, so let's keep going. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it even as the Lord of the church. So the way you take care of yourself the Lord takes care of the church. And you take care of your family. And you take care of all that concerns you. The Lord takes care of the church. For ye are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. But this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife. And they too shall be one flesh. That scripture tells the man to leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife. One thing that I think so awesome about that is that it, it says the man leaves his father and mother. Because it's the woman, she always, she always has a father. 
Her father is always there until when the husband comes in and it's the, it's the husband, it's the father that gives her. There's a reason for that. It's not the mother. I'm talking about in an ordinary, you know, I know they're, you know, but in an ordinary ceremony, the father presents the bride. Because the father is saying, in that presentation, he's saying, you know, I've nurtured her, I've taught her, I've covered her, I've protected her. So now I'm giving her to you to do the same and beyond. So it's the father that does that. So it never, the scripture says, a man leaves his father and mother, but it doesn't tell the daughter to leave the father and the mother. But that daughter, that female, she needs that protection. She needs that protection. Glory be to God. But this is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. That's not understood because the marriage is symbolic to the church. The way Christ loves the church, the only thing that can compare to his love is the marriage. And it's to stay together, it's to stay connected. Glory be to God. It's to stay in God, in Christ. Because that's the, that's the, the foundation of it. And verse 33, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, so, love his wife, even as himself, and the wife that she reverenced the husband. Again, love your wife. If we would love our wives, but it's not, it's not all this stuff that we be hearing about. It's not, no. It's loving the wife as Christ loves the church. There's no separation in Christ and the church. Right. It's loving beyond whatever comes to, to whatever comes to you or towards you, attack you, you love through it. Right. You Amen. rise above it and you love through it. Amen. Glory be to God. And as you love, and in this scripture, the Lord, he never told us, the wife, to love the husband. Three times we read, husband, love your wife. Love your wife. Love your wife. Because if you love your wife, that submission that you want, it's going to happen automatically. Amen. It's there. You're going to be reverenced. You're going to, all, the, all, that, all those things that you say that she's, when she doesn't do this and she doesn't do that, love her. <laughs> Just love her. And let her know that you love her. Show her that you love her. There's another thing. There's another thing. Because the scripture says, the scripture was saying, it says, and this is an old covenant, right? Um, Who's man that thou mindful him of the son of man that you visited him? Who is this? And he's like, who is the angel? So who is this man? This is who God created in his own image. This, this is who God gave dominion to. This is who God chose to come and live in. He only did this for man. He chose to come and take up residence in man. How awesome is that? So man was made, man was made in the image of God. To be like God. To love like God. To provide like God. But because there is an enemy, and we've seen it for generations and centuries and centuries and centuries. We've seen him attacking man and trying to break man down and man living beneath his righteousness. Man not knowing who, who he is, knowing who he is called to be in the eyes of God. So this is what we've seen. So man hasn't been taught who he is. But man was taught to be a giver. And man gives of himself. 
you'll get what I'm saying. You'll get. Because I want, I want women, I want us wives. This is for the husband and the wife. I want us wives to get a hold of this. And it's going to change your marriage drastically. Some of you already have, but listen, it's going to change your marriage drastically. Because I'll raise my hand for stuff. Because if I'm guilty, I'll be like, okay, I've been here, I know, I'll raise my hand. And when, when we say, that's all he thinks about. And we know what that's referencing. <laughs> we know what that's referencing. But when we say, that's all he thinks about. But you know, in the beginning, God, he told me I had to be fruitful to multiply. How do you multiply? And he said, be fruitful and multiply. So it was built into man. Yes. And man is a giver. And in man giving, and he's giving of himself. In this act, he's giving of himself. And he's saying, I love you. Mm -hmm. He is truly, truly saying, I love you. And it's so awesome. I mean, we could, because what's happened, because of the attacks that's come against the family, that's come against, you know, to, 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 to break us, to just to tear us apart, we've taken an act of love and turned it into something that's, well, that's just not necessary. It's necessary. It's necessary. It's necessary for a healthy marriage, for a happy husband, a happy wife, for family. It's necessary. But man, and I'm, and when I, and man is a giver. And I just had to put this, because just me, me, me. Man's not a receiver. He's not. He's a giver. And he gives of himself. And it is, this is the way God ordained it. I read, I read a pastor. <laughs> I heard this testimony this pastor was saying. <laughs> this, um, one of the sisters came to him, right? Pastor does shoot pastor. <laughs> one of the sisters came to him. And she was like, Pastor, you need to pray for my husband. I'm like, what's wrong with my, my husband and the demon? And like, the pastor's saying, like, this deep, this demon. This pastor, this brother is like a, I think a deacon in the church or some office he holds in the church. And you guys are raping him, he has a demon. And she's and he's like, I mean, why? Why do you say that? He just wants all the time. He just wants it all the time. And it's just it's, it's a demon. He just wants it. And the pastor says, Well, I guess you better pray for me. I got that same demon. <laughs> change. 
<laughs> it does not change. How awesome is that? I can say one thing today, and I can tell you, Pastor, I don't know how he does it. I have no idea how he does it. But he, in one sentence, he can say like three different things. He can say like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Like in one sentence. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? But it doesn't change. His word is, 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 is that's it. It's sealed. Amen. It's sealed. So we will take the word of God and make the word of God our own. Then, I don't care what you may be dealing with in your life. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You've got the victory over it. Amen. You have got the victory over it. Amen. But it's only found in the word of God. And taking the word as your own. Living it. When things come, apply the word to it. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give out. Apply the word to it. You know what happens eventually? Whatever area it is, eventually, the enemy will stop trying to attack you in that area. Because then he's got to find another area. I remember, I remember, I don't know, years and years ago, I was, I was something I was battling. And I was so thrilled. And I was like, oh, yes. And it's like, I thought I had arrived. And as soon as, and like, immediately, the Lord, okay, now this area. It's like, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, and it was, but it's continuous. The enemy will try to get, he will try. But what's so awesome, too, is when we know the love of God, and we know there's a victory after Christ Jesus, it doesn't become a battle, because the battle's been won. It becomes walking in your victory. Walking in it. Remember, Pastor and I were talking recently. You know, when there's a war, and we go in, like we go to battle someplace, and we you know there's a war, we go to battle, and we win. It's like when you tell the story, you always win. You always come on top, you know, story. You know, even, even, even fights that you had, you like, you know, you always win. And so we come to, um, we go to battle. We win the war, but then we leave truth behind to occupy. And the scripture tells us to occupy until he comes. So, those, so now we are here, and we are victorious. We need to learn to walk in our victory until Christ comes back, because he's coming back. So we walk in that victory, and it's so awesome when we can walk around, and we know when things happen, we already know the outcome. We know that it's going to work out to our good. How awesome is that? We don't know how, but we know that it's going to work out to our good. What an awesome place to be. That's an awesome place. I was talking to someone just the other night. And I was, um, <laughs> love her, love her so, so much. And so she says, um, you know, because you guys are going to be 70 in March. So we were talking about where we're going to have my birthday party. And I said, because I had one at 50, and I told people then, okay, I want you to come back to my 70th. So now they're going to be coming back to my 70th. And so at my 70th, I'm going to say, okay, now next you guys come back to my 100th. 100th, 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 not 100th, 100th. And so, um, and so she says, I was like, she said, you don't live that long? I was like, yeah. I was like, and if I don't, it doesn't matter. I'll still be good. You know? So, so she's like, she's like, she says something like, it must be really good to have that assurance or something she said, like to just know. And I was like, yeah, I, I feel like she like she said like what if you know, like like what if that's not the case or whatever. I forget her exact words, but on her face you can see that she meant what she said. It's good to have that assurance, but so many people don't have that assurance. It's good to have that assurance, and so. All of you that are watching today, you can have that assurance. You can have that assurance that when you leave here, you're going to be with our Father throughout eternity. Throughout eternity. And it is so awesome. It is so awesome when you know that you're where you've been waiting to go. You know, we're confined here right now by, you know, this realm. 
But as pastor always said, you just step out and you step in. And it is so awesome. How awesome is that? So you can have that assurance today that when you leave here, your eternity will be sealed. It will be with our Father. And it's just so, so good. Amen. All you have to do is repeat after me and say, Father, I thank you that Jesus came, he lived, he died, and he rose for me. I ask you, Father, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. I thank you, Jesus, that I'm forgiven. I thank you, Jesus, that you died. You took all of my sins. And it was nailed to the tree. I thank you, Jesus, that you rose for me. And I thank you that you come into my life, come into my heart, and live your life in me. I acknowledge you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. He came for you. Whenever you're watching this, whenever, wherever, just thank Jesus. Thank him for his word. Get into a church that teaches the finished work of Jesus Christ. That you are victorious, that you are righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. Glory be to God. So you live this life. You just come out of darkness into light. You just, you're in the kingdom of the most high God. So rejoice. Rejoice. So I thank you guys. I didn't ask you before. If this message has blessed you, please share it. Um, if it hasn't blessed you, share it anyway. It might bless somebody else. So glory be to God. We love you. We thank you guys for always watching. And we'll be seeing you soon. Pastor, whenever you watch this, if you're watching it, we love you and we miss you very, very much. And I love to see all you guys. You guys have fun. Thank you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, and I'm going to leave this on the screen for a minute for you guys. And um, we appreciate you. We love you. And please, share the video. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.